This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Venta with Connie podcast. I'm your host, Connie. Happy Sunday. I hope you guys are well and fine. I know things are coming back to normal a little bit now, and some of you guys are probably back to work. If you are, how is your job? How are you adjusting? I hope you are safe. I hope you are fine. And for those that are going back to school now, um, please, please make sure you're still protecting yourself, okay? Because this virus have not disappeared. So, guys, make sure you stay safe out there so you're about to listen to this um interview that i held this past saturday with my guest lenka walker and we discuss about real estate investment um once you once you're done with this um episode make sure you check out the description of this episode i will have a link for you to um check out please make sure you do if you are interested in real estate investment Please check out the link because you want first, you don't want to just jump into the market. You want to be educated to know what you're getting yourself into. So these links that I provide for you is is an online course. And um, the simple passivecashflow.com website is providing it. And that's my guest today that you're about to listen to. So guys, make sure you invest on yourself and stay educated so you don't want to jump into something that you ended up losing money or not getting anything from me. So make sure you invest on yourself and uh, know what you're getting yourself into. So the course have different categories, depending what you are interested in. We can check it out. So guys, definitely go do so and uh, you take me for it. And it's affiliated links. So the links, if you are, if you ended up buying any product, I would get some um commission from it. But it doesn't mean that your price would change. No, we are not charging you more for it. So don't even think of that. We are not charging you anything extra for it. So guys, just a way for you to support my podcast while I keep on bringing great content to you great and free content to you every week okay guys thank you so much without wasting any time there you go the interview that i had that I held this past saturday with my guest lane kawoka enjoy so guys um today's topic um like you will see on the screen very soon is real estate investment with lane he will be um talking about those things but first before we um bring him on he owns 3,500 plus rental units in Alabama, Georgia, Indianapolis, I think, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Iowa, and Texas, and uh, MO. I think that would be Montana. I'm not sure. But uh, in addition to that, he is the leader of uh, the Hugh Deal Pipeline Club, which has acquired over $255 million of real estate by syndicating over $25 million of private equity since 2016. He uses his engineering degree to reverse engineer the wealth building strategies that the rich use in the top 50 investing podcasts. So guys, he is also a podcaster like I am. So let's go ahead and bring him on the screen. 
Hi, Lane. How are you doing today? Hey, Kai. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Yeah, it's, it's good morning in your time. You are actually, yeah. where are you streaming from? What country? Uh, what state? Honolulu, Hawaii. So out here in the middle yes. of Pacific Ocean. Wow. And I'm sure there's a, the weather there is beautiful, huh? It's nice where you're at, too. It's a little hot, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, we are finally done with summer in our own area so things are getting a little bit warmer in this area than it was cool. before it was quite hot cool what about you guys uh when i do you guys even have any season or is it always hot hot in hawaii uh it, it there's like a rainy part of the year but other than that it's it's nice all year round don't tell anybody oh, okay <laughs> That's good. I want to come there at some point because that's a good vacation spot, definitely. It is. It is. It's, it's paradise. But um, yeah, you know, don't don't invest here, right? Sometimes the best places to live aren't the greatest places to invest. That's true. That's true. So, um, talking about investing. So our today's topic, our today's topic is real estate investment. Um, investment is something that I strongly believe everyone should be doing, but first let's define investment. So Len, what is real estate investment? Yeah. So when people think of real estate investing or they hear the term, they think of flipping houses, wholesaling houses, doing active type of activities. The type of investing I do is kind of boring. It's buy and hold <laughs> real estate. Um, you know, we might make little small improvements like changing out the floorings, the countertops, new appliances. But other than that, um, it's just very light value add and uh, buy and hold real estate. Um, today, we are buying apartments and mobile home parks. Um, but, you know, we can kind of talk about how I got started today with single family homes, um, you know, because it's I think that's the, the prerequisite to anything else. Yeah. So uh, for you, when did it all started for you? At what age did you start investing? So I started uh, investing back in 2009. Um, I had graduated college and didn't ha really have any money, but I had a pretty decent salary and I was able to save up my money from that job to use as a down payment. Um, most times down payments for non-owner occupied homes, you know, homes that you don't live in, are about 20%. So yeah, you're going to need money to do this, right? This is real estate investing. You know, you need money to invest. If you don't have money, well, you know, it's either a personal finance issue or, I mean, I have a lot of entrepreneurs that invest with me and, you know, in the beginning stages, it may make more sense to put more money into your business to get that started. But like you said, you know, investing is a good end game strategy. You know, once you're creating good income, to put it into real estate, especially for the tax benefits. Yes, that tax benefit. Wow. Um, um, let's talk about that. Um, how do you even, well, I don't want to go in details in it yet because we'll address it later on on the episode. So, um, but you first, you started as, um, like you said, real estate. So you did the appreciate, you were in the appreciation um, market and then you pivot to cash flow market. Why do you feel the need to make that transition? Yeah, I mean, initially when I was starting out, I my big goal was just to quit my day job as an engineer that I didn't really like. So, I mean, my first property that I bought was 
it was actually a home to live in. But since I was never home, I was traveling all around the country for work. I decided to rent it out, and that was where this all began. Um, I didn't know anything about rent-to-value ratios, where to buy, really how to operate. I eventually figured it out, but I mean, I I realized that I made a few hundred bucks of profit from that one property every month, and if I just got more and more of them, I'd eventually be able to quit my salary and leave the day job behind. So. By investing for appreciation, I can't, that's not cash flow, right? I can't eat that. So that wasn't really aligned with my goals. And the way I see investing for appreciation in places like California, Washington, Hawaii, New York, Boston, it's a gamble, right? I mean, yeah, real estate normally goes up. I'll give them that. But I mean, it goes down too. And the only one sure thing is on a month-to-month basis, does your income exceed your expenses? So it's just a different mindset of investing. Most people invest for appreciation. That's cool. This is just a different way of doing it when you're investing more for cash flow. And I think it's much more of a prudent way of doing it. Okay. Wow. Well, I'm sure a lot of people that are listening now, they have, some people don't know, have an idea of um, how exactly, how you're going to succeed in real estate investment. So I would like for us to start from the beginning. You know, some, some people might hear real estate investment and assume it requires you being a landlord, like dealing with tenants, fixing unpleasant toilets and so forth. And they will be quick to conclude, I don't have time for that. I'm a working class man or woman. So it brings me to ask this question, what are the real estate investment types? Yeah, so, you know, we talked about the wholesalers and flippers. These are the guys who buying, you know, beat up properties, managing um, contractors to fix it up. You know, people see it on the HGTV shows all the time. I don't do any of that, right? That's very active. I'm more on the buy and hold side. But, you know, you mentioned toilets, termites, and uh, tenants. Bunch of headaches there. I mean, I, I am always employ property managers to be that in go between in property managers, they manage the day to day. Whenever there's a problem, the tenant calls the property manager, the property manager fixes it with and hires the plumber or whoever they need. Um, I, I'll say like, I don't, I don't have time for that stuff, right? Like my highest and best use is at my day job, or used to be at my day job. And today, um, my highest and best use is finding the next deal that I'm going to invest in, not operating the current investments. Now, of course, I am I interface with my property manager and give them guidance from time to time. But for the most part, you know, they pretty much run themselves, and they you do have to pay them about 10% of the of the rents coming in. But that's why you have to buy properties that make sense that can support that expense. Um, Again, most people, most investors will choose to do this all themselves, which I think is a complete mistake. I mean, how else are you going to be able to scale doing this? And for the investors out there who are probably thinking like, you know, there's all this stuff I got to learn. It's like, well, like, I don't, I don't really know how to do an eviction, right? I've probably done hundreds of them, but my property managers always do it, right? I don't know how to unclog a toilet or fix things. I'm one of the worst handy persons around the house. Um, but I do know how to call somebody and get it done, <laughs> right? It's just a very different way of investing. And a lot of my 
investors or higher paid you know, doctors, lawyers, engineers, they make pretty good money. And they realize that their highest and best use is at their day job. So our, from our point of view, it's, you know, go, go ahead and hire staff to do this work for you. Okay. So what are really the types? Because you, you, you say you're doing, is it wholesaling? Is that what you're doing? No, no, no. So wholesalers will go out and find distressed properties. They'll call sellers. Mm -hmm. Again, that's, that's super active, super pain in the butt type of stuff, if you ask me. Yeah. Okay. So what are other types other than what you're doing? Yeah, so there's pretty much two sides, the active side of investing and then the more passive side of investing. So I mean, my, my whole brand is simple passive cash flow for a reason. We're more on the passive side and we try and keep things really simple. Um, you know, so our guidance is, you know, for people starting out, pick up a single family home rental. You know, if you don't live in a place where you have good rent to value ratios, um, go and buy a turnkey rental. You know, a lot of these rentals are, are kind of fixed up from, you know, it's a beat up property in the beginning, but they fix it up for you. They rehab all like the, the plumbing, the electrical, the kitchen, the new, new flooring for you. And some of them will even put a, a tenant in there for you and operate it. It's truly turnkey. A uh, great way to, to get started especially in a market where you don't live. Um, a lot of us are investing remotely. A lot of times we don't even visit our properties, which is crazy, I know. But that's just a way you know, that, that you can get started. And then as your net worth increases, you become more of an accredited investor. That's where you know the, the private placements and syndications come into play where you, you partner in with bigger operators and you go in and buy much larger apartment buildings like a hundred or 200 unit apartment building. Oh, okay. So just hearing you describe what you do about real estate investment, it seems like a lucrative um, business, but how do you, you know, make a sustainable income from it? Yeah. So we take, uh, I mean, taking profits, right. From rents. I mean, it's yeah. very lucrative. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's very simple. Anybody can yeah. kind of do this, but I think the, the, the reason why I like real estate investing is not everybody can do it because there's a barrier to entry in terms of you need some money, right? Yeah. To go buy a $100,000 house that rents for $1,000, which is what I usually suggest people start off with, you're going to need twenty dollars to $30,000 of money to begin with you know, for your down payment, some closing costs, and then some money to just sit, sit on the side in case any emergencies happen. So, you know, there's a barrier to entry and this isn't like buying a, a stock on Robinhood where everybody can do this. And this is why there's a lot less competition doing playing in this arena. Yeah. So basically, um, like you say, you have to have at least twenty thousand um, dollars set aside for you to begin with. So but how do you get that? 20? Is it that you just have to save up money or is there other faster way for you to get that? Uh, amount of money yeah i mean i i had a good job and i was able to save it from my day job and i went initially when i started i was very frugal right never got yeah. like starbucks um mm -hmm. just did a whole bunch of silly things to save money I and mean, that was just the way i grew up um mm -hmm. and like i said if, if you you, you got to be able to at least save five thousand dollars a year you save $5,000 a year in four years. Now you can go buy that first rental property 
And then once you buy that first rental property, now you have several thousand dollars coming in extra every year. Yeah. So may, instead of taking four years to buy the next rental, it takes you maybe two or three. And then this thing just keeps snowballing from there. Yeah. I mean, my first rental I bought in 2009, I didn't buy my next one until 2011. And then after that, then I bought almost one every, every year. So I had 11 in 2015. But in the beginning, it was very slow, right? I mean, I just had, I was limited by how much money I could save. Um, yeah. If you don't have money, you know, you got a money problem. And that can be, so it has something to do with your personal finances, you're spending too much, or maybe you just got to make more money, right? Maybe that's, that's what you got to do. Um, one thing I have, um, if you're looking to a way to make an extra five to 10 grand a year, um, a lot of my guys have been doing a tactic called trade lines. So we put an authorized users on our existing credit cards or at least a couple years old, and you can kind of effectively rent out your authorized user spots. Um, there are some, there's some things to be aware of, but um, you know, we have an e-course for folks um, on my website. They can check that out to learn all about that. It's a great way to play small ball to kind of build up the capital to buy these rentals. Oh, wow. So like you mentioned that you have to be frugal, you know, you have to save up. I mean, if you want the faster way, probably get, you know, loan or something, but you want to gain profit. You don't want to have to, the, pro the little profit that you would get from it, you use it to pay off your loan. So, um, and like you mentioned, you stated before. No, actually, actually you're, you're going and you're using, you need to save up 20 grand for the down payment, hmm. right? And then the profit that you're getting once you buy that rental, you're using it to buy that next rental for the next down payment. That's kind of the strategy. Wow. wow. So you, the profit you make on this other one, you use it to buy another one and right. then you keep going up. Oh, wow. Okay. So you say you it took you like uh you, you bought in the first time you started the first year you bought a one house then it took you like uh is it a year or two before you bought another one why did you take That's you that correct. long Hey sister I'm just trying to save money here I was a broke kid out of out of college you know like mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and, and and that's the hard thing right in the beginning it's the hardest part right yeah. Okay, that's good. So, guys, you have to be very frugal and be patient with it too. Because if you want, if you want benefit from me, you have to be definitely be um, patient. Um, you say your company, you guys focus on making doing the um, passive investment. Do you have any great turnarounds from it? Yeah. So, um, I mean, most times we're trying to find properties that meet at least one percent rent to value ratio. Um, yes. How do you, you figure that out by taking the monthly rent of the property divided by the purchase price? So, for example, you know, like I mentioned, a good good way to get started is buy a hundred thousand dollar house, which um, pretty common out there in Houston, right? I mean, it's it's not a bad place to live, hundred thousand um, yeah. dollars, and a lot of times that'll rent for about a thousand dollars for people in Seattle, California, New York, Hawaii your head probably exploded because you're like, I can't find a house out here for less than 300 or $400,000. And if it does, it's for less than half a percent rent to value ratio. And for that, I say, yeah, yeah, man, that ain't gonna work. 
likely where you live isn't going to work and you're going to have to go to a more secondary market like Birmingham, Atlanta, uh, Indianapolis, Kansas City. Um, even Houston's getting expensive. Yeah, the rent to yes, value ratios is. aren't high. Mm -hmm. But you, yeah, I mean, the first thing is you know investing where the numbers make sense and where the numbers work. So do you, because you are in Hawaii right now, do you move to Hawaii or you're doing doing your business in Hawaii because of the the ratio, the um, the profit that you will make? The, you get what I mean? Like the property investment there, is it that it looks good? Because is it something people have to consider before they started investing? Like what states they would do it, where they're going to get more profit? You know, like you say, California, you can't get a house like under 300,000 or 400,000. So do you have to, you know, assess which states would be much um, beneficial to you before you started? Yeah, but I mean, there's no reason to recreate the wheel, right? Birmingham, Atlanta, Indianapolis, Kansas City, Memphis, Little Rock, right? Just pick from the list and go. Um, you know, next step is building relationships with property managers and other investors to kind of get referrals of who to work with. But I... I live in Hawaii because it's paradise. The numbers out here suck. <laughs> like you can't buy a house out here for under than 600 grand. And mm -hmm. if you were, it would probably be a $2,000 to rent. That's well less than half a percent rent to value ratio. That's no bueno, ain't gonna work. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I live where I want, but I invest where the numbers make sense, which is a lot of it's in the south Southeast part of the country of the United States. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you will stay in Hawaii and still be investing in other states. Yep, yeah, remote investing. That's yeah, that's mind awesome. blown, right? It I is, mean, most investors they want this, they want this warm and fuzzy feeling of mm -hmm. being able to drive to their property in five to ten minutes. Um, that's not what sophisticated investors do. That's that are able to scale and diversify over different markets and build teams mm -hmm. where they would like to invest. Definitely, those people that think that they are busy, they're too busy for this. This passive investing would definitely be for them, because imagine doing it from you know whatever state you are in, and you're still investing in other states. That would be very profitable. Because you say Hawaii market, you know, the house here there is quite expensive. So you didn't just you're not relying on just getting property in Hawaii. You're also looking um other states. So that's pretty right. good information. Right. And, and by being remote, it kind of forces you to be more hands-off, right? Relying on your property managers, and then this helps you scale to more and more properties. Okay. So how do you even find the um, property managers? You just go online and Google property managers around the area? Yeah, you could. But, you know, if you're a cool, smart kid, you have other passive investor friends. And, and this is where all your network comes into play, right? I mean, I don't work with anybody unless I have a referral off somebody I trust, right? And that's where this is sort of an unfair game. People in the know, in the in the network, are able to get connected with the good people out there. A lot of times, working with a property manager, or you know, from the big brokerage house, isn't the guy you want to work with because it's typically the dude that can't sell houses managing properties. You don't want to work with that guy. Or, you know, like another example is you don't want to go to a big bank and get a non-owner-occupied loan from because they don't know how to underwrite that loan. Right? You want to go to the more of these boutique 
kind of um, folks out there that specialize working with investors. And the only way to find these kind of people are building your network with other passive investors. Yeah, definitely. Building network is very important. No matter whatever um, business adventure that you're focusing on, you have to build network, people that will help you, because that's how they will connect you to, okay, what is the best um, property managers to get and everything. So it's good that right. you invested on also building your network, because that's also an investment too. On its right. Own. But, I mean, it's just like, you know, how do you find a good podcast editor, right? Like you could go randomly to Upwork or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's always best to go through a referral, right? Like you have a friend doing a podcast, who are you using? Different, no different. It, actually, it's even more, makes more sense in real estate. Real estate is a relationship driven business. Yeah. So um, you have over 3,500 units in eight states i'm sure you there's more you know to come but in the course of you being a real estate investors what are some hurdles that you might have faced and how did you overcome it um i mean you know you're gonna have a lot of evictions in there right and every month we don't collect like three percent of the rents on average right and that's where by having more and more properties you kind of smooth out the bumps in the road but the hurdles are always in the beginning. I mean, once you hit a certain critical mass, the little issues, you don't even really see them, but it's the, the issues in the beginning, like working with the wrong people. Um, one of my first passive deals I went into, um, the guy basically just ran off with my money. And the reason why is I didn't have anybody in my network who worked with him in the past. It was just some random referral. So that's why I tell people that golden standard is to build a relationship with other investors organically and only invest when they've invested in the past with that individual. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to hear from review from other people too before you you start um getting connected with certain type of people when it comes to this business, like um, you experienced the guy run out with your money. But um, I'm sure I don't know, before that happened, did you, you know, take a background um, with him? Did you do a background check on him before that happened? Uh, No, I didn't do that. So you probably want to do that too. But um, yeah, Yeah. hey, lesson learned, right? Like I'm not perfect. (laughs) We're all kind of learning at this. I mean, Nowadays, I mean, my network is a pretty, pretty good place, um, you know, especially because I do the podcast now. You know, it's my, my network has really expanded to a lot of accredited investors out there um, where if somebody we've never heard of a person, there's really no reason to, you know, get off the beaten path and work with somebody new. Okay. Talking about podcasting. So you have a podcast called Top 50 Investing Podcast. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's called Simple Passive Cash Flow. Found on iTunes, Google Play, all of the the famous iTunes uh, out there. Um, so I started it back in 2016 because at that time I was still buying single family homes remotely um, in Birmingham, Atlanta, Indianapolis, as I lived up in Seattle. And all my friends would ask me, you know, how are you doing this? You don't even visit the prop. You don't even see the property. <laughs> you know, it, it just boggled their mind. So I'd tell them how I would do it. And of course, you know, you know, our friends are right. They never do anything. You just waste your time with them. 
So I decided just, you know what, I'm just going to record this stuff in case somebody else out there wants to benefit from it. And um, that's what I did. So, you know, people are trying to pick up their first single family home remote rental. I would suggest just listening to the first dozen of my podcasts. They were very tactical back then. Um, that was back in 2016. Obviously, my strategy has kind of changed as my network has grown um, to be more of a credit investor and investing more in private placements and syndications, um, especially the last few years. But, um, you know, it's all part of a journey, right? Like I said, you start off with single family home rentals and then kind of scale up from there. Oh, okay. So, guys, you hear him. Go check out his podcast. It's a, the name is Simple Flow, Simple Cash Flow. Is that what it a is? A Simple Passive Cash Flow. And gotcha. then simplepassivecashflow.com is the URL. Yes. So, guys, go check it out so you can hear more about investing, real estate investment. I'm sure you break everything down episode by episode. So that would be quite helpful, right? Yeah. And, you know, everything's free out there, right? Like on podcasts mm -hmm. or blogs or audios. Um, what I would suggest people is like, you know, just spend the first six months just absorbing all the free stuff. But at some point you have to, you know, build your network, right? With other passive investors and kind of, because mm -hmm. your goal is to find who are the people you want to be working with at that point yes mm -hmm. yes okay we are coming to the end of this um insightful conversation so lynn um to conclude what are some advice or tips that you can provide to upcoming real estate investors listening or watching us right now yeah i mean passive investing i think is for everybody uh, if you have a successful business you know that's probably your highest and best use to put all your time and resources into that and resources being money in the beginning but once you have a good thing going you're making money i mean there's really nothing better than putting it into hard assets like real estate especially with like you know all the stimulus money i mean inflation is going to happen and by buying real estate and locking it up with good two three percent debt i mean it's a no-brainer i mean you're just going to be the beneficiary when they inflate the money to supply to pay their debts now the prices of the, the real estate will go up just like the price of gold. So you're buying a commodity that actually cash flows though. So, I mean, real estate is something, it's very simple, but there's a barrier to entry, right? You need money to do this. And that's the beauty of real estate. Yes. You need patience too. You need patience with that. Yeah. I mean, it take, this is not the get rich quick scheme, right? This is going to take a while, but it's more of a, it's not a get rich quick Thing, it's a get rich surely type of strategy okay well yeah well that was quite helpful thank you so much so guys before we end this well, first of all how do you pronounce your name your last name uh kawaoka yeah kawaoka kawaoka okay lane kawaoka and where can my audience find you or your services you offer yeah, they can go to uh, simplepassivecashflow.com is my URL. Um, always looking to help out new investors. Just check out the first uh, dozen or so podcasts so you can kind of get the gist of this passive cash flow um, investing. And um, yeah, you know, if you got if you have money to invest, right, that's kind of where passive cash flow coming in. But if you don't have money, I'm sorry, I can't help you, right? I mean, you can try out my trade line course, but it's like, dude, like, Maybe try out Dave Ramsey or something like that. One of those programs, right? Um, I don't know how to help people save money, 
right? I was fortunate enough to kind of be, you know, grew up with those type of skills and, um, you know, just kind of blessed to be art doing that already being in the, in the personal finance space. But, you know, as, yeah, as soon as you save up 20 grand or you have 20 grand in your retirement account, yep, get it on the playing field and buy real assets that produce income. That's the, that's the way to true financial wealth. Okay. So guys, you hear him, make sure you check out his website, simplepassivecashflow.com to get more information about real estate investment. So thank you so much, Lane Kawalka. Did I pronounce it right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for stopping by on Ventang with Connie Podcast. It's a, great, it's a great pleasure talking to you. And I'm sure the wisdom that you have shared today will inspire my audience to look into real estate investing and hopefully attend that financial freedom. Because that's what everybody aspire or inspire to and aspire to be. Um, so on behalf of myself and my audience, it is a great pleasure having you on the show. And thank you so much for coming. Thanks, Connie. Hello, everybody. All right. All right bye. So guys, we have come to the end of this um, live stream. Um, thank you everyone for listening and watching this live stream. And I hope to see you back here again next week, Saturday, to discuss yet another thought-provoking thought and intriguing topic in relation to entrepreneurship. If you have... If you're watching this on YouTube, a replay, make sure you also subscribe uh, and subscribe to our YouTube channel and make sure you like and share this video. Also, um, click the notification bell button to get notified each time we go live. Our social media social media handles and our guest contacts will be on the description of this video. If you are listening to us on a podcast, his website and everything you need to know about our guests will be on the description of the episode. So make sure you check our guests out. Okay. So thank you everyone. Uh, you do have a wonderful rest of your day. This is your host Connie signing out. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.